Good morning and welcome once again to another edition of Book Talk brought to you by The Bookshelf. And we have a bookshelf lady. That means one singular. Again, if you're uh, keeping score at home and this time it is Chris who is soloing. Good morning to you, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. Just the two of us today. Yes, indeed. So how are you on this glorious Tuesday? Oh, up and at him, Ready to go. always a good thing so um Mm -hmm. uh, i I always figure if i'm if i'm awake and i'm moving i'm good (laughs) hey there you go that's that's a start yeah Yeah, when you get to a certain age you know what it is you know how it is all right so so. we have we've got a bunch of new books uh, that we can talk about and um um, uh, Mary took care of it all for us last week, so I'll jump in and start with the indie bestsellers. The hardcovers start off with the fiction, and debuting at number one is uh, The French Braid by Ann Tyler. And, of course, Ann Tyler, she does the best family-oriented uh, um, literary fiction books that you can have. It's just like uh, icing on the top of the cake. For her fans, and this is just a, another one that she's done. Uh, the French Braid. Uh, it's about a family. They're centered in uh, Baltimore. Uh, the mother, the grandchildren, the, and and all the stuff that's going on. You know, with all members of the family, she just has a way of weaving all these people in together and making a wonderful, great story. And so that's the French Braid. The Paris Apartment, still here at number two, by uh, Lucy Foley, doing very well. A Sunlit Weapon is a debut this week, and that's Jacqueline Winspear. Um, and this is um, a Maisie Dobbs investigates a mystery, so she's back at it. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that, this one later. James Patterson and Dolly are still in with number four, Run, Rose, Run. That's doing awfully well, as well as the uh, CD, because we sold quite a few of the CDs. So um, I haven't had a chance to listen to one. I bought one myself. I love Dolly Parton, and so um, I'll have to stick that in my car radio and listen to that. The Midnight Library rounds out our top five by Matt Haig, still doing well. All the rest of them on the list, the, the five, 15, are pretty much the same. They just kind of slide around, changing spaces. So we'll jump over to nonfiction. Uh, number one is the Atlas of the Heart, the Mapping Meaningful Connections and the Language of Human Experience. Um, this is by Benet Brown. It's been doing very well, $30 and um, uh, cheap by half the price. Crying in H Mart, a memoir by Michelle Zahner. Is number two, the 1619 Project, a new origin story. Of course, this is Nicole Hannah-Jones by the New York Times Magazine. Still um, selling very well in the Midwest and across the country. The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse, of course, by Charlie Maxey. Uh, we're coming into the gifting season. 
Um, I've already had people coming in for Easter presents and discussing Mother's Day, and this is always does well. This is such a wonderful gift book. Lessons from the Edge, a memoir by Marie Yanovich, um, and uh, this is her memoir. And so that rounds out our top five without no debuts this time. So we'll skip on down to the paperback um, bestsellers at in the Midwest. Clara and the Sun, Kuzi Ishiguro, is doing very well. Did very well on hardcover. It's number one. Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Uh, this is going to be on the bestseller list forever, I think, right along with Harry Potter. Uh, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. This is a holdover from actually from last summer by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Um, and so she has one right now that's in hardcover. Uh, should be transitioning to paperback pretty soon. So I'm looking for that to be on the bestseller in paperback pretty soon. Colleen Hoover still here with us. It ends with us. And Madeline Miller's The Song of Achilles. And actually, number six, right below it, is Circe. It's also hers. Uh, so those two um, books kind of set, you know, with uh, ancient Greece, uh, uh, which is a subject that I absolutely love. And these were both really wonderful books. Nonfiction, Mouse, One, A Survivor's Tale, Still Doing Well by Art Spiegelman. Braiding Sweetgrass, Robin Wall Kimmerer. We just sold a couple copies of that last week. All About Love, New Visions by Bell Hooks is number three. The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, Body, and Healing of Trauma. It takes all things to get that done by Bessel van der Kolk, MD. And The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill, family, and the defiance during the Blitz. Um, this is by Eric Larson. You simply can't go wrong with uh, an Eric Larson um, a nonfiction book because they 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 read like a novel they they just read like a story they're so they're so good um, right below that you know that's almost tied for fifth is Moss to the Survivor's Tale so we have that at number one and number two so it looks like most people are buying the first one and then they're coming back to get the second one <clears throat> so that's our nonfiction adult. Um, let's see, and I, there's another one that's doing very well. It's kind of uh, just hiding, ready to come onto the bestseller list. It's called Liberty, a novel by Caitlin Greenbridge. This is by Algonquin Books. And this is an immersive novel of uh, uh, meditation on freedom. Born free or formerly enslaved in America, Haiti, or Liberia. Um, this is all about the... Um, the uh, essence of what it was like to be a slave earlier in um, uh, another novel on that on that subject. Uh, mass market, uh, I love it. Dune is still at number one. Uh, we can see that their schools are back at it. It was 1984. Of course, 1984 has kind of been in the news lately. Dune Messiah by Frank Herbert is three. The Way of the Kings, Brandon Sanderson. That is a wonderful series. An Animal Farm by George Orwell. So those are our top five in the mass market. <clears throat> Indie bestsellers. Let's see what we've got here for children for this week. 
uh, early and middle grade readers. We have The Ogress and the Orphans by Kelly Barnhill. That's received an awful lot of buzz. This is another one of those books that um, it's for young readers, but we have as many adults reading them as we have children. The Wing Bearer by Marjorie Liu. Um, this is uh, a, a great series, um, once again, uh, illustrated. The Last Quintista by Donna Barbara Higura, a Latina uh, story. And um, if you're looking for something uh, about the immigration from the southern uh, countries into this country, this will um, be just just a ticket for, for something that you're looking for. Super Extra Deluxe Essential Handbook for Pokemon. Pokemon has never gone away. It just kind of slides up and down and up and down and up and down. Um, but here's a new one for all those Pokemon fans. It's number four in the early and middle grade readers. And The Troublemaker is a debut by John Chow. And this is actually about uh, the riots after the the king um, uh, determination at that trial uh, and the riots that came off in Los Angeles. But this is told through the perspective of an immigrant from Korea and how, you know, all of that disruption um, uh, affected so many different people, so many different uh, um uh, families in in uh, LA at that time and uh, this is a new book that's just come out and those are our top five for the early and middle grade readers The Young Adult Galant by V.E. Schwab is number one They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera has been around oh for at least a year and still doing well The Iron Widow by Zirin J. Stow is number three. One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus is uh, here at number four. And I Must Betray You by Ruta Septus is our, uh, rounds out the top five of children's uh, young adult novels. And once again, you know, these are being read as many by adults as, as young adults because they are just wonderful. What do we have for Illustrated? You can see that Easter's on its way, um, but there's some uh, really fun books by our celebrities. Number one is Seth Meyers, I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. And this is just a really clever little book when you've got a child that's a little fearful, you know, and has has some problems being afraid of things. This is a great book to read to a, a child for that one. By Seth Meyers is here at number one. Pretty Perfect Kitty Corn, and of course this is a little unicorn cat by Shannon Hale, is very popular series. So this is the second actually in that series. Margaret Weiss Brown with the perennial classic Good Night Moon. Baby showers coming all over the place. Actually, we just sold out our copy, so we have to reorder that one this week. Construction site. Bring the Light, an Easter Lift and Flat book. Um, I know that we still had that last week. I'll have to check 
me get back into the shop this morning to see if it's still there. But our Easter books are doing very well, and it's time to start thinking about getting those Easter books for those little Easter bunnies that you have at home. Uh, you know, it's the, the bunny always thinks it's a good idea to put um, a book in that basket along with uh, some candy. And number five, the <laughs> uh, the anti-racist baby is back up here in the top five by Ibram X. Kendi. Um, I think we have our um, senator from Texas to thank for that, um, since he brought that up during the the um, discussions with the uh, Supreme Court justice, who is uh, at at the moment just waiting to become um, our newest. Uh, jurist there, so he was uh, um, trying to ex- trying to get her to explain what that book was about, and since she hadn't read it, it's kind of tough to figure that out. Okay, and that's our illustrated the children's series Wings of Fire by Two Sutherland. Oh, those those dragons are at it again. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Jeff Kenny, Allison and Piggy by Mo Willems, one of our favorites writers and illustrators at number three the bad guys who are doing very well i believe that's on netflix and the books have always done very well it's one of those things you know girls will read anything but boys are a little bit a little bit pickier and this is such a great book for those little guys but i have just as many girls reading the bad guys series and Dogman at number five so those are our top five in the kids books and so that takes care of the Midwest. Let's see what we have with the USA. I think I might have to run over and pick up something from drink because my mouth is as dry as cotton. Now, let's see. Tell me, what was the last book that you've read that you really enjoyed there? Let's see. Or well, moderated. I read, yeah, uh, yeah, this is Tom. Um, I read uh, the. Um, <laughs> It was the uh, the Killing series, I believe. No, actually, uh, the last book I did read was uh, John Keyswater's book about Joe Nuxall. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a doozy. That was a doozy. Yeah, it was it was a really good uh, really good book, really well done. Uh, a lot of uh, funny moments in there, quite informative, uh, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was the last book I read, and uh, might be a while before I get not- to another one because. Uh, <laughs> Because my because my schedule, but we'll we'll see what happens. Okay, but you but you enjoyed that killing series by um, um, the Fox guy, Fox dude. Well, yeah, of course he's not with Fox anymore anymore. No, but no. Uh, but Bill O'Reilly, that was you know I, I you know those books by he and uh, Martin Dugard, uh, you know really well uh-huh. done and they're real quick readers and everything. So, but yeah, uh, but exactly. the last the last book I read was um, John Keyswater's book on uh, Joe Nuxall about. Um, you know, a lot of uh, nostalgia, if you will, about, uh, uh, mm-hmm. about Joe Nux, all his pairing with Marty Brenneman and, you know, working with Al Michaels and, you know, his time with the Reds as a player and as a broadcaster. So very, very fascinating. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I had the opportunity to meet Joe Nuxall. Uh, years ago when um, I was still working downtown Cincinnati and um, uh, in that, that restaurant that was just around the corner from the federal building where I worked, uh, he'd hang out 
and, and, and the girls would go over for lunch a lot of times and he'd be there. And he'd always look forward to us being there. He, he was just such a kidder. He had such a sense of humor. Yes. That was, uh, just, he was so much, he was fun. He was a great guy. Um, okay, so let's look and see what's going on with the USA Today. And of course, these are books that are, um, you know, our other one, our indie bestsellers, uh, those that list is determined by all of the indie uh, independent bestsellers that send, and as I do myself, send in the list of the books that I sell every week, and they tabulate that and they come up with their uh, best-selling list. And this is the same way with the USA Today. And that's why I like to use our two lists because these are books that are actually sold and not necessarily just ordered from the publisher and hope that they're going to be sold. So. Oh, let's switch right over to the USA Today and see what's going on across the country. Um, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens is back at number one. Um, and so uh, I think there's been some, she's kind of doing another tour. She's, she's been on, I've heard her on the radio a couple of times. And that sometimes that's all you need. It's just a little bit of a push. And that's popped that one back up into number one. Janet Ivanovich, one of our favorite uh, writers, is debuting at number two with a new series, The Recovery Agent. Um, and this is Gabriela Rosa. Her latest job has her working with her ex-husband, Rafer, and this is the first in a series. Um, I did get uh, Janet sent uh, all of us independent writers, uh, you know, a blurb, a kind of a digital um, preview of this book reads very well reads easy and fast like Oliver Stephanie Plum books I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm wondering uh, that she's starting this new series if maybe she's getting ready to um, wind up and, and end the uh, Stephanie Plum series and we're going to find out if Stephanie's going to pick Ranger or if Stephanie is going to pick Joe Morelli so let's, let's and then wait for that one. Uh, number three is Run, Rose, Run by Dolly Parton and James Patterson. A uh, young singer-songwriter is on the rise and on the run. So we've got a, a lot of interesting stuff, a really interesting stuff about the music interest, which is the industry, which is cutthroat. Uh, if you've watched the Grammys, they're already um, making noise about how it wasn't fair. You know, they didn't do the right thing. They didn't choose the right winners. And so um, this is a lot of that stuff in there, along with James Patterson's mysteries and um, action. And so this, this is a great book. And number four is It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, if you want a good um, romance or, or kind of a, a thriller-type series. which She blends both of those uh, subjects with that. And right underneath it at number five is Verity by Colleen Hoover, another one. Struggling writer is hired to complete the works of a permanently injured author. There's a couple of twists to that story, too. Stuart Woods is back with a debut, The Safe House, and this is Stone Barrington. He's taking on a rival from his past with his uh, transporting top-secret cargo. This is the 61st in that series, if that can be believed. 61st book about Stuart, uh, about Stone Barrington. The Seven Husbands of 
Evelyn Hugo, who's number one on our independent list, is uh, here at number seven. The Atomic Habits by James Clear is still with us at, at number eight, next in line. And uh, we have a debut by Jacqueline Winsbear. This is the Maisie Dobbs Investigates a Mystery Involving the First Lady, Eleanor Roosevelt, which has, has got to be a lot of fun. And she is a wonderful writer. This is the 17th in that series, The Sunlit Weapon. And I know that uh, we have a copy of that waiting for a customer as we speak because she just can't wait until her new books come out. And Ann Tyler is debuting at a number 10 with a French braid. And that, of course, debuted at number one in the Midwest. Ann Tyler is an absolute favorite in the Midwest. She's a Midwestern writer, even though she has a tendency to set a lot of her stories in Baltimore. Uh, she's a, a favorite with us in here. Uh, American Family ups and downs over several decades, you know, and so many people, they say, I like a big book. I want something that's going to keep me invested for a long time, and this is exactly what this book is. The rest of them, a quick is, um, what do we have? The Little Blue Truck Springtime of Easter. Here we come. It's Not Easy Being a Bunny by Marilyn Sadler. I love this book. This is one of the best read-alouds you, you can, that you can do. Um, it's also a wonderful baby shower gift uh, for any time of year. The Great Reset by Glenn Beck uh, with Justin Trask-Hoskin uh, is uh, slipped down a little bit, but I'm sure it'll be back up when it's available again because it's once again out of stock. Harlan Coben's The Match, and uh, this is the second in this series that you know, he's kind of branching off. I think he's using some of his characters from previous books, but uh, it's it's a, a, a new detective. It's on the hunt. Um, Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover, next in line at 15. Uh, it was down, you know, uh, had fallen down into the 40s, but it's back up here at number 15 of the Ugly Love. Kate Collins and Miles Archer have nothing in common but their attraction for each other. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a typical book for there. Um, one of those um, movies on, on uh, the channel on, the, on TV. How to Catch the Easter Bunny by Adam Wallace. And this is Andy Elkerson is writing this. It's an examination of different ways to catch a certain bunny. And, of course, this is just a great series. There's so many how to catch. You can catch these. Easter Bunny, you can catch a leprechaun that just, he was just float, floating through the store uh, last month but uh, you, you're trying to catch snowmen, Santa uh, unicorns just all kinds of, there must be about 20 different books on how to catch um, who's next in line at number 17, The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley is still doing very well a locked room mystery set in a Paris apartment so you get a little bit of of um, your mystery and uh, you know some of that foreign flavor. November 9 is another Colleen Hoover book uh, back up in the top 20. CJ Boxes, The Shadow Reel and of course this is a Joe Pickett uh, the Wyoming Game Warden um, and they're trying to um, keep their family safe and this is the 22nd in that series. Uh, Tony Robbins rounds out the top 20 with Life Force. 
uh, how new breakthroughs in precision medicine can transform the quality of your life and those you love. And so he's, he's writing this actually uh, with Peter Diamond and Robert Hariri. And so the, uh, Tony Robbins has been around quite a long time. And I think you can pretty much trust anything that he's doing. So how much time do we have left here? Because my clock with this one off. Oh, about four minutes. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's flip over here and see what's coming out. Um, let's see what's going to be coming out this week. Uh, there's a couple of uh, good things. It's not a, a huge uh, week of things coming. Let's see how many we have coming up. Oh my goodness, we have six hundred and six products coming out this week. So I would say. A lot of those are the Harlequin, you know, those little series romances, lots of those, because there's like still seven different series and they do six titles in each one. So that always pops when they, when they're laid down out there. So, but this is one that I'm looking forward to reading. Um, this is Emily's, uh, Emily St. John Mandel, The Sea of Tranquility. And she, of course, wrote Station Eleven which did very well in hardcover and also they made a movie out of that one and and this is once again uh, one of her uh, great fiction pieces um and this is about an island off vancouver in 1912 uh, to a dark colony on the moon 300 years later so this has got lots of story to this uh it's an apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic story science fiction. Um, it's not a real long book. It's only 272 pages, but uh, it, it's, it's going to be, I think, a lot of fun. Um, we have a new Wings of Fire coming out this week by Tui Sutherland, The Flames of Hope. This is number 15 in that series. It just still does well every, uh, every time one of hers comes out. And, of course, those kids. Here we go. Dave Pilkey is back with Captain Underpants and the sensational saga of Sir Stinks a lot. And this is a color edition. Special. Very super. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, out of 100, 606, we should be able to come. Oh, Jane Green has a new one. This is Sister Stardust. And this will be, um, I'm sure this is going to be a great story. Heather Graham has a new mystery. Uh, she's got a big following as well as Robin Carr. The Family Affair. So that's new for this one. Aaron Hunter has a new book of the Warriors. Um, and of course, these are the cats. And, and, and she does a lot of these animal stories where they have their own kind of world and how they're surviving. This is a new one. The Starless Clan is the number one in this series. So my granddaughter loves these, loves these, loves these. And they're a lot of fun. Um, and we're scrolling down here. Colin Kaepernick has his book, I Color Myself Different. It's a children's story. It's gotten quite a bit of buzz. He's been on a lot of, of uh, radio and TV shows. There's several new books out by Disney about Star Wars. There's one called The Queen's Hope. And there's also uh, one on Obi-Wan. So, Kenobi, that's coming uh, this week. So, for all the Star Wars fans. We have a lot of that stuff. So that's just a few that are coming out this week. 
Well, make, um, you yeah. might, might want to make sure you have this one in stock, Chris. Uh, have you heard of the book uh, about 10 years ago came out called How to Fool Everyone Into Thinking, uh, uh, I'm sorry, How to Murder Your Husband is what it's called. Did you hear about this? How to Murder Your Husband. <laughs> There's a woman, the woman who wrote that, uh, Nancy Brophy, went on trial yesterday in Oregon for allegedly murdering her husband. Really? So I imagine we'll you'll, yeah, some people will probably be interested in that now. <laughs> they want to see how she did it, how she got away with it. I guess. So that, that's, that's kind of a trick to do that before the, the trial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Takes guts. Might be a little scared what we say. Well, I tell you what, let me tell people when to come in. Uh, we're here from uh, Tuesday through Friday, uh, 11 o'clock to 5. Um, we're back there on the corner of Walnut and Bowringer. Uh, the number is 812-934-5800. We love to see you come in and see us. We always have so much fun just chatting about all the books that we have in the store. So I uh, hope to see you all soon and start thinking about those Easter books. Book talk. Book talk. Book talk.